Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Care Home Mastery Podcast. If you're new to the page, my name is James. I help people open up assisted living homes. And most likely, the people I get the most, which this episode is for, is real estate investors, but I also help healthcare professionals, people who want to get into this business just in general. But most of the people I help are healthcare professionals and real estate investors. And today, this podcast is more so for people who are real estate investors or coming from another business and they have either recently found out about residential assisted living and they're like, hey, how do I get into this business or the real estate investor who's done different type of businesses in real estate has found out about assisted living and wants to try it as well. Now, the biggest thing, objection that I hear from these people that are real estate investors is I want to get into this business, but I don't feel like I can because I don't have that healthcare experience. And that again is one of the biggest objections I hear from people. And that's a mistake because A, this business, even though it's technically healthcare, it really isn't. It's considered non-medical, which means that you're getting residents into your home that are usually within normal limits, right? They can walk, they can, they're able to ambulate, they can take either meds on their own or just need a little a bit of assistance. They usually, if they have a wound, it's like a stage one, which means that it's something that's tolerable. It doesn't take a lot of medical attention. And again, there's also levels to assisted living that I explain to people that you don't have to get people that are higher levels of medical care. You can start off with residents again, the regular, the normal 65 year old who just forgets to take their meds sometimes that needs help with that. So this is one of the biggest ones that I constantly see and I want to go over this because they say, hey, I don't have healthcare experience, James. So how do I get into that? And what happens is a lot of people assume they need years of experience. So even if they have somewhat of medical experience, like for example, I got a lot of real estate investors who maybe had a different life, different time in high school, early in college to take a CNA class. Maybe they had like a class for EMT that they were almost going to be, you know, a, a paramedic or a firefighter, took one class and they kind of forgot about it. And they're like, well, that's not enough medical experience. So I get those people too. They assume that it takes years, but I'm telling you guys, I know people from real estate business, no experience who successfully run these businesses because they do either one or two things. Either they have a partner and I talk about this a lot on my page. So let's say they have a nurse in the family. Let's say they have someone that they know with some medical experience, even a, a PT, which is a physical therapist, a doctor, a physician assistant, nurse practitioner, the list goes on. They find somebody who has somewhat of a medical experience and that's who they partner with, which is smart. The second one is they seek guidance. And I'm stressing this, of course, I'm going to be a little biased because I am a mentor, but this is the reason why I got into being a mentor because I noticed so many people don't have that experience medically and they don't have the healthcare experience and that holds them back in the business. So a lot of people assume, as I mentioned, but in a way I do agree with them because I'm going to be honest, this is not a business that you want to try and figure out everything on your own. Do not want to do this. This is not a business that you can just Google. And I want to call some people out, even though I know you probably either know about my podcast through TikTok or you're probably on my email list and I sent you an email to watch this. So I am kind of coming at you a little bit. A lot of people think that they can get into this business by just following a bunch of people on TikTok and learning information too. So I know there's the people who either think you can Google everything or they think that, hey, I'm just going to follow a bunch of people on TikTok. I'm going to follow this person's page, this person's page, even though me, Sarah, Adam, whoever it is with assisted living are in totally different areas, right? I'm in California. The other person you're following may be in Arkansas. The other one may be in Georgia. The other one may be in Florida. We all have different experiences. I do more memory care. Maybe that person's more luxury. And you're trying to learn every single thing from everybody and then you lead to being overwhelmed and never started because of that reason. So that's another thing I, I want to tell people is that either seek guidance or partnership. Partner with, partner with somebody who has that experience or seek guidance. And we're going to talk about more so about guidance today. I want to make a different video about more of the mentorship or you can partner with somebody, which I see a lot of people do. They find an administrator, it has some type of structure within the business, they partner with them. That's it. I'm not going to touch too much on that one. I want to talk today more about the guidance part because there's so many ways that you can do this because then that's what we're going to really get into. And it's going to start off with that, that 
you don't have to, I just want to make that clear before we move forward, that one of the best ways that you can get into this business, if you don't have that healthcare experience or medical experience, is to seek guidance, seek mentorship, seek learning, take advantage of that. That way you can expedite your way into business and not spend years thinking you need medical experience or never even getting into the business for that reason. Now, before we get into it, I want to talk about the misconception, as we mentioned, that I don't have the healthcare experience. And then that a belief that a lot of people think you have to have the years of decade and experience and you do not. Now, that lack of experience does not mean that you're excluded from this business. Just because you don't have the experience, and I'm going to stress this out consistently, does not mean that you cannot start an assisted living home. You need somewhat of experience or you can partner with somebody and you can go from there. But I want to stress that you need to understand that hard work is going to pay off. Being consistent and having the hard work is going to pay off. It's going to take time to learn your own basics, but trust me, it's worth it. There's courses, there's mentors, etc. Change the mindset and you can do it. Believe in yourself that you could do it and you're going to be fine. And as I mentioned, there's courses, there's mentors, there's a lot of things that you can do to get into this business fast and become successful. And I want to share a couple of examples with you guys of people who I know have done that. First one is a real estate investor, which we're more talking about today. So I asked someone a couple months ago who I'm mentoring right now that was a house flipper. They've been flipping houses since like 2015, 2016. Successful. But as you know, if you're a real estate investor, flipping houses can be volatile. It's not cons- It can be non-consistent. It can be inconsistent, right? You could flip houses one year and flip 20 plus houses, make, I don't know, $10,000 plus profit and make 200000 that year. The next year you can start this business or you, I mean, you can continue this business with house flipping and be not successful, right? You barely get any houses because it's either the market, connections, whatever it is, right? House flipping is not consistent, but there's a lot of cash that you can get in this business and you could usually funnel it somewhere else to be successful. So this guy knew that has been doing it for years, successful in it, but knew that house flipping wasn't consistent. He found out about residential assisted living, found me, started coaching him, right? Started mentoring him. He was able to get up to three or four homes quickly because he had me as that resource to teach him what he did not know about the business aspect, but also about the health. And it was pretty simple. It was a few calls that we focused on within the coaching that I set him down and said, hey, basically the biggest things you need to know is what we're going to get into now is how to assess a resident. That's step one. You don't want to accept anyone in your home that you can't take care of. The next thing you want to do is to be able to assess their progress, which is pretty simple because again, this being not medical anyway in a type of business is you don't have to know that much of medical experience to have it. You're going to have your doctors, you're going to have resources, you're going to be able to collaborate. You just want to know the heck, you know, you basically want to be able to know what you're talking about when you call these doctors and nurse practitioners, at least somewhat, or at least have your administrator who knows these things. So that was one example I wanted to give you guys was a real estate investor. Flipped houses, took that income, put into homes, started opening up multiple assisted living homes, been doing it for years now, completely fine. Found an administrator who was also, I believe, an LVN, was able to take her, put as administrator, learn from her as well. And now he knows the basics. He knows the things he needs to know to get by. Another one was a banker. Had a banker, same thing. Had the income, had the experience. Wife was somewhat in the uh, staffing business. They both own like a staffing type business. Gave me a call, wanted to know more about this business. Broke down what you need to know. Use my experience that I have as, in, in case you didn't know this, I was a nurse before I got into this business. Was able to understand what they need to know medically. Took that information, quickly started it within a year and was able to again, scale their homes. So these are all people who were successful and did not have the experience prior. And I respect them because they took action. They didn't sit there and say, I don't have the medical experience. I'm not going to open this business. I don't feel comfortable opening this business. They found someone who can do a form. They they uh, look for guidance, got that teaching. They were completely fine. This is also what I want you guys to look at as a way too. It just doesn't have to be so transactional in a sense like I need to learn this now so I can open up my business. It could also be just adding different skills to your arsenal, being able to take the experience that you have medically now and add it to your skills to make you more successful in the long run anyway. So don't look at it. A lot of people I was coaching, I was telling them, don't look at it like in a way of that, oh, I have to learn this. It's something I got to get through. Kind of like school, right? Look at it in a sense like, okay, if I learn these things about certain healthcare experience and medical experience, this is going to make it easier to take 
take care of my resident. It's gonna make it less difficult for me to be able to provide the best care. I'm gonna be able to watch over them. I'm gonna make sure that they're comfortable. All these things are important. So look at it that way too, before we go to my next uh, thing I wanna mention is that when you see the healthcare experience, look at it also too as skills that you're gonna learn that's gonna make you a better business owner, also a better care provider, caregiver, because I preach about being in your business. Also, don't just buy the business, get an administrator, get residents, never show up, you know, five, eight hours, whatever a week. I like people, you know, like I tell you, you wanna be able to roll your sleeves up and put in work in your business. That's at least what I teach. So being able to have that medical experience from the beginning, is only gonna make you more successful. So probably asking by this point now, this is all good, James. Okay, I understand. I need to know the medical experience. I don't have any healthcare experience, but I need it. I know you could teach it. I could find courses, whatever it is, but how do I really learn what you need? And that's what we're gonna go over right now. So the first one I wanna go over is really just specific training that you could prepare for to make sure that you're successful in this business. So the first one, sign up for classes and courses. And I'm gonna talk about this later. That's one of the biggest things I'm building right now. It's a platform where you can have all courses, templates, things you can follow because this is step one. Simple courses. There's plenty of sites, whatever state you're in, look for a residential assisted living training. Some of them you can get for like 30, 40 bucks. Some of them are like all, um, you know, kind of inclusive. You'll get multiple training, how to do vitals, how to do ADLs, medical pass. All these things you're gonna need to be licensed anyway, but I recommend that you start already. That way, by the time it's time for you to be licensed and get your business started, you're already comfortable. So if you're contemplating, let's say opening up, let's say right now, right, it's November and you want to open up by the beginning of next year and you're not going to apply to January or February. Start now. Start looking up courses. Go on Udemy. Things like that. Uh, Coursera. There's a bunch of places where courses where you could just learn on your own. Even things simple as YouTube. Go on YouTube. Look up residential assisted living day in a life or look up caregiver training because at the end of the day, that's what you're kind of at. Since it's non-medical, you're residential assisted living. You're even more so on the level of like a caregiver. You won't be at the nurse or the doctor level because that's further licensing. You're probably going to have to outsource that or collaborate with somebody anyway. So look at it as you need to to learn the base level of what your caregivers are going to know. That way you know which caregivers are good, you know how to train them, or at least answer questions that they may need in your business when they ask you certain things. Of how do you take care of your residents? All these are important. So as I mentioned, sign up for classes, courses, simple. That's step one. Step two, hire a professional. Now that could be a mentor. It could be someone like me, someone in your area. It does not have to be me. I'm just saying you have to find someone who you can bounce off of, someone who's ran this business or currently running it. I would say a couple years, at least in the game, because they've seen a lot, things that you are not yet you don't even know yet. And that's why I bring up it's so important to have a mentor because you think you know the business until you start running this business and something happens to your resident that could be a potential lawsuit and you don't know yet because you don't know anybody in the business. You have that mentor that you can lean on, ask questions for, you can prevent that, right? So after you sign up for classes and courses, professional, administrator, one or the other. So the second thing you can do is like I mentioned, find an administrator. It is harder to find an administrator in smaller residential homes because the barrier to entry is not as high as opening up like a 30 or a 40 plus bed where you have like an actual administrator probably making close to six figures, running that business, MBA, that type of level administrator, you're probably going for more people who are taking the exam just like you could take, right? So someone that can just take the exam like you, pass it, which usually happens to that is since it's such a low barrier to entry, either during, before, or after they work with you, they realize, hey, I can open up this myself. Let me talk to my spouse, my, my significant other, my family, let's save up some money. I saw what they do, let me open up my own. Or vice versa, when you take that class and you're like, hey, you know what? Or you even target people, because I recommend that you target 
target places that teach people how to be administrators. You go to these places and target them. Most of them in there are intentionally trying to open up their own business. So it's just a heads up. It could be a little difficult with this strategy of finding an administrator. What I recommend people to start with is either do it yourself. This is enough money. You have enough MRR, which is monthly recurring revenue that you could probably quit your job easily and run this business. Once you get your residence up, it's going to be difficult in the beginning. Once you have a good set amount of residents, you have a good connection, whether it's a placement agent, a nurse, a doctor, whoever helping you get residents. Once you get to that point, I feel like personally, you're good to go. You can quit your job and get into this business. It's probably one of the safest ones because again, out of all businesses, you're not wondering where your next check is coming from every single month. You're not wondering how to pay your staff. You got to go out and market and advertise every single month to get new people, new customers. You're more than likely getting your five to six customers, eight, depending on your state. You're keeping those residents for X amount of time. They usually stay a year and a half, two plus years on average. You're pretty much good to go to have that revenue. So basically this all needs to be saying in the beginning, you could be your own administrator. You can be an administrator, quit your job, quit your nine to five, be your administrator in your business and bam, that's, there you go right there. Simple. If you don't want to do that, you want to work, uh, keep your job. Maybe it's your passion. Maybe you love what you do. That's fine. You want to run this business. I do recommend in the beginning, still being a part of this business, but you could easily also too, I say next step, family and friends, find somebody who maybe you could split the time with. Maybe it's a family friend who's also in the health or healthcare uh, field. And you're like, Hey, you're a nurse. I know you work like at least in California, three twelves, 36 hours, 40 hours a week or all four days a week. Hey, won't you take this administrator exam and I pay you, this could be kind of your side income. You don't have to work so many hours as a nurse anymore. You actually have time to come into my business now and work as this. So that's also another way that you could do it. Now, after talking to friends and family, maybe you try to nurse, maybe you try as your friends, you found your administrator. So you have that, you signed up for your classes, you got your courses, you found your administrator, a professional administrator. If you're lucky, someone who's already been in the business that can help you. The next thing is pretty straightforward. Ask questions, ask questions and seek guidance. So be able, you know, take, don't have that ego that you know everything or that you can figure out everything. I know people who say, you know, I've came from this field. I came from this experience. I'm good. I can learn this. It's simple. Maybe I had a, a, a medical staff in business or I've had people say things like, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty well known in real estate. I think I got this. No problem. Like, no, have an open mind. Go into this business, understanding that it's going to take time to learn. You're going to have to find out a way to have that medical experience eventually and learn from somebody. So ask questions and seek guidance. Don't just hire an administrator. And because you're the owner, you think you know more than them or that you can know more than them. Actually utilize them. Actually take that time and ask questions and seek guidance. This is all important because as I mentioned, that mindset shift is going to contribute to your achievements. Like I mentioned, that real estate investor, like I said, no, I've known even lab techs, bankers, people from all different avenues who really didn't have that medical experience that eventually was able to come in and learn it quickly from someone that they had and then got into this business. So now next thing I want to discuss is practical tips that you can implement. This is more so for me, right? I'm going to give a part that I usually tell my people that are coming to this business of things that I will recommend learning first. Like I said, the YouTube videos and specifically what you can get into. First thing, learn the basics, break them down by category. So step one, vital, vital signs. Pretty simple. First thing I recommend doing is just looking at uh, understanding vital signs, looking up certain ranges, understanding that everyone's going to be different depending on their history, their family history, their their weight, uh, their diet. They're going to have different baselines of vital signs. Understand that first, understand what's a normal within normal vital sign and just be able to quickly read it. If you see something abnormal, being able to have that trigger of, okay, I need to call a doctor, family member, kind of see what's going on. So first thing I would do is just study vital signs. Next thing, know what their ADLs are. ADLs, activities of daily living. So what do they do on a normal basis? What's considered normal? And the reason why that's so important is because once you understand their ADLs, if there's something abnormal that they're not doing that they usually do, you can quickly be like, okay, Sally usually gets up and does this thing three times a day. I've noticed that from November to April is when from three times a day to one time. Why? Is there been a breakdown and is, is she just getting older? 
older in age? Is it her diet? Is she feeling weaker? What's going on? Let me assess and see what's going on. So vital signs, ADLs, eating patterns, like I just mentioned, is huge. Most of the time for these residents, if you see a significant weight loss, obviously that triggers something, whether it's depression, maybe it's their, their mood, their personality has been changed. Maybe it's really something medically that's something wrong with them. So obviously you want to be able to get their height and weight. I recommend weekly um, being able to get height and weight of each of your residents, having that written down. That way you can see if their eating pattern is dropping and see what's going on, contact their doctor. Maybe it's time to have a different diet, maybe more so a liquid diet. All these things are very important that you need to know when you first get into this business. Next one I want to go over, which is the last one. I don't want to lose you guys and go too much into this. Um, I do really go so much really in detail in my courses, but I will be having more content on this one. I don't want to overwhelm you guys. The next thing is, this is probably the most important one other than probably vital signs, learning how to assess skin integrity. So what is their skin integrity? That's simply just how does their skin regularly look? So nurses, what we do is called cat refills, right? So if you're watching the video, if you're on YouTube, basically we go like this, right? See how long it takes to go back to red, right? So what I'm doing, if you're just listening to this on podcast, I put pressure on my fingertip. It turns white, eventually goes back to red. If it does it less than an X amount of seconds, that means that you have good blood flow, good perfusion. That means you're doing good, right? Whereas if you press it for a long time and it takes a long time for it to come back and they have a slower cat refill, that could mean that there may be a certain issues that I don't want to get too much into because I don't want to lose you guys medically, but it may be something that you contact the doctor regarding. Also with skin integrity, it tells a lot too. It tells how healthy they are and how healthy they are depending on their diet and where they're at, that's going to go into wounds. And wounds is probably the biggest thing that could be a lawsuit. Now, obviously you want to have the care of the resident, but a wound is one of the most surefire ways that there's not really much to argue that you can get sued in this business. Because let's say they come into your home and on their bony prominence, which is elbows, knees, tailbone, uh, your shoulders, basically where it's bony at, where it's not a lot of muscle, indoor skin, indoor fat, right? If you put pressure on those areas, they are really susceptible to wound, which could open, which could be very detrimental to your business and more importantly to your resident as far as their health. This is very important. So if you, if you forgot everything else in this podcast, make sure you pay attention to this part because both it's a lose-lose it's a lose for you it's a lose for your resident it's important to understand skin integrity at least have someone on your team that can do that and at least be somewhat cognizant because at the end of the day it's your business if something happens in your business it falls on you even if you have staff that you hired that maybe missed it families are going to look at you if you're the owner of the business and you promise to take care of the loved one right so once you understand the skin integrity and, and you see maybe a wound forming you want to immediately call the family and doctor because if it opens up and becomes a stage three at least in california they can't even be at your resident uh, your establishment anymore. But also for that, it's very serious and it can lead to a lawsuit because it means that you may be neglecting them in a certain area, at least to the family's concern. Really understand the basis of these things that I explained to you. So I'm gonna do a really quick review. I know it was a lot, especially if you never heard of any of these vital signs. Understand what's normal within normal limits, especially for your resident. First look up what's just normal for anybody, then find out what your resident is once they start moving in. Understanding the activities of daily living, understanding what's abnormal if they don't do it at a, on a daily basis, what's their eating patterns, how much they're weighing, and then most importantly, importantly, like I mentioned, understanding how important it is for skin integrity. And I mentioned all of these because a lot of owners get sued because they assume I don't need to know anything. I hired an administrator. I hired a nurse. I hired whomever to take care of this business, but I'm going to stress it. If you're a new entrepreneur, you're going to learn this quickly. No one cares about your business as much as you do. I don't care who I hire. I'm double checking the work. I'm triple checking the work because A, not just for me, these are my residents. I want to provide the best care possible and you should too if you want to get into this business. Now, I know it's a lot and I 
I know I summarized it, but I want to go over just quickly. We just went over the medical part from the beginning. As I mentioned, seek guidance. If you really don't get anything else from this podcast, seek guidance, mentorship, training courses, always be learning in this business. You're going to have to read a lot of rules and regulations regardless. So you already might as well start getting used to learning. So really understand that. Understand that a lack of experience does not define your potential in assisted living. It does not mean that you can't start. If you don't have that experience, you will get it eventually until you get it. Partner with somebody and your seek guidance, get a membership. Now, I, as I kind of mentioned already before we wrap this up, I am going to have an academy that's going to be dropping soon. It's going to be Care Home Mastery Academy that's going to be going over all of these things from I want to have courses, I want to have group uh, mentorship as well as accountability for people who are following along in the courses. It's going to be templates, assistance with writing, assistance with finding funding. All this is going to be all inclusive for a monthly price. I'm thinking of charging between 20, 20 to 30 bucks. Basically, it's going to be less than a gym membership. That's my biggest thing because I'm really big on you being healthy and investing in yourself. And this is an investment. And I feel like if it's less than a gym membership, which a lot of people have, you should have no excuse if you really want to start this business to get into it. So definitely be on the lookout for that. I plan to be dropping that wait list where you can join on at the, either the end of November. We're already at the end of November, but end of November, beginning of December, I plan to send this out to my email list. If you're not on my email list and you're just finding out about this through whatever, james at carehomemastery.com. James at carehomemastery.com is where you could contact me. Hey, I'm interested in joining this academy how do i find out info any more information and i can quickly send it to you like i said if you're on my email list and you find out about my tiktok lives about my podcast you're already on my email list you're fine i'm going to be sending this out i have not yet but again i really want to do this because when i first started it was so hard to find information and i paid literally thousands of dollars five ten fifteen thousand dollars to learn this information back you know before it was so common for people to teach on social media online I had to find it on my own and again it costs a lot of money and it still does i know people who charge a lot of money for just course. So courses, membership, everything, all inclusive, monthly price. Like I said, it's going to be very, very accessible to everybody. That's my goal. So make sure you reach out james at carehomemastery.com if you're interested. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys learned a lot this episode and that has really motivated you, especially if you're a real estate investor or a business owner in another business that, hey, I can do this. I just need to find mentor, guidance, courses, whatever it is. So remember that this is possible. See you next